This week on Inside Motorsport, we catch up with Richard Crowell to talk open wheel racing. I hope you'll stay with us. Richard Crowell joins us on the line now as we look at the Formula 3s. And Richard, an interesting weekend you had at Eastern Creek with Ben Barker taking back the points lead. Yeah, g'day Craig. Uh, yeah, another exciting weekend in the Formula 3 Australian Drivers' Championship this year. And Ben Barker won his third feature race of, uh, in a row, put himself on top of the championship going into the final round. So. He's in amazing form. Uh, you know, he hasn't been defeated in a feature race since he won his first one at Malala all the way back in May this year. So he's in brilliant touch, driving superbly. Uh, but the bottom line is that there's three drivers split by 12 points going into the final round of the championship uh, with 48 points up for grabs. So it's still anyone's ball game. Mm. And amazingly, when we see the likes of Tom Tweedy back there in third place, he's doing it the very hardest way you can, running a, a slightly older car than the front runners, but still contending for that Gold Star Championship because he's pretty much wrapped up the national class now. Yeah, national class shot to pieces uh, actually quite a while ago. Not a huge amount of competition for him there this year. Yeah, he's, he's lifted his game considerably this season and as, as has his team um, he's driving superbly he finished second at Eastern Creek and, and to him that was like a win because it meant he was in front of one of the team BRM cars in Mitch Evans so he's been driving superbly and, and you know if he wins the championship I don't think it'll be because of the races he's won this year I think it'll be because of him finishing second at Eastern Creek a track where that car theoretically shouldn't have been any better than fourth or fifth so you know, he's hauled that thing up the front of the field. He's driving superbly. Um, possibly the sentimental favourite to win the championship, being an Australian against a British driver and a Kiwi. Um, but, you know, the, the the fight is well and truly alive. And, and Tom at Sandown is very, very strong. The, the track suits his car. He won there, or didn't win, but um, was in front of Mitch Evans on his debut uh, last year at Sandown. So the track suits his car well. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's even Stevens going into the final round. And... There's 12 points for a win in the two sprint races. So, I mean, one sprint race could change the championship order uh, just like that. Interestingly, you had the shootout series going on on the eastern seaboard and Ben Barker's got a pretty good lead in that one at the moment. Yeah, it's something we, we introduced, Craig, midway through the year to sort of invigorate the second half of the championship and it's actually worked really well. Uh, grids are growing, uh, which is fantastic. We're very, very pleased with that. 12 cars at uh, Eastern Creek represented our best field of the year, and we're looking likely to have about more well, between 13 and 15 at the finale at Sandown. So things are going really well. Um, yeah, and, and it has invigorated, and it's, it's put some other competition in, and it's given people who might not have had a chance to win a championship uh, an opportunity to get a gong at the end of the year. As it's turned out, Ben Barker's come along and blitzed them all and has got himself a nice lead in that as well as leading the overall championship. So for some, it hasn't gone quite to plan. But, uh, you know, guys like Matt Sophie, a couple of the young Formula Ford kids, Chris Gilmore as well, uh, gives them an opportunity to get themselves a trophy at the end of the year despite not having done the full season. Yes, and uh, well, as we look at the uh, Formula 3 this year, how are things rebounding in the championship? You know, it's been a very, very challenging year, and there are all kinds of reasons for that. Uh, we'd need a much longer show than we've got today to talk about what the reasons are and why it's happened. 
Um, but we reckon we've got to the bottom of it, and we think we're headed in the right direction. Um, we're in the process of putting together plans for 2011 and onwards. Um, we think we've got a, a commitment from CAMS to help us grow it, which I think is important. Um, and the bottom line is that we understand that Australia needs a top-level wings and slicks category uh, that's affordable to give our drivers a real opportunity to go overseas or go to V8 supercars with the skills they need. And there's no car in Australia better for developing drivers than Formula 3 because of the engineering background that they give you. So, you know, we're progressing along. Uh, we've got some exciting stuff up our sleeves for next year. Um, it's going to be... I think the biggest change we've ever seen in Formula 3 racing in Australia next year. Uh, a lot of different things happening, some new people looking at coming on board, new sponsors, new names, new racetracks as well, which is going to be great. Um, and I think we're living in exciting times. I'm very optimistic that it's going to be a, a great year next year. Mm. Now, before that, of course, you were talking about Sandown. For people in the Melbourne surrounds, where is the best place to get tickets and, uh, of course, get to the track? Uh, thenationals.com.au, the website of the Shannon's Nationals. Of course, we race with them uh, each and every round this year, and that's their major finale as well. So seven categories racing, Craig. So it's a massive weekend of motorsport. October 23-24, tickets are available. You can follow the links through the website. Very reasonably priced for the package that it is. A massive card. And uh, it's going to be a great weekend of motorsport. Really looking forward to it. Mm. Well, one motorsport that is a, a real passion of yours is IndyCar racing. Uh, of course, another wings and slicks category. And uh, certainly with the unification of kart and the Indy Racing League, it's been able to develop its own niche back in the U.S. market. And uh, uh, last weekend, of course, we saw the penultimate race in the series in Japan at the Twin Rin Motegi circuit and uh, for Australian fans who have been uh, cheering on the likes of Will Power and Ryan Briscoe and then uh, of course the Queensland boy the uh, Queensland raised Kiwi or is it Queensland born Kiwi I can never get it right Queen, Scott Queensland Dixon born Kiwi. Scott yeah. Dixon, yep. uh, it is uh, it's been fascinating to watch how those guys have all just matured in the series and uh, and with Will Power now leading Daria Franchitti going into the last race his 40 odd point lead after he wrapped up the Mario Andretti trophy has really been whittled away yeah and and we all sort of thought that the last stage of this year's championship was always going to be tough for Will because the way they they set it up this year was that they started with a group of road or street courses, then had a group of ovals centred around the Indy 500. They went to Kansas, Texas, Iowa. They then had a couple more road courses at Watkins Glen, Toronto, Edmonton, uh, Mid-Ohio, uh, and Infineon Raceway there in California. Uh, and then they finished here with four ovals in a row. Ovals, Will's never won on an oval before. Um, it's his He's probably his weakest hand in IndyCar racing. He's won brilliantly on the road and street courses this year and arguably has been the best by a margin on those racetracks. So for him, you know, it's been about learning and getting up to speed on the ovals and getting better. And he is doing that. And we've seen a rise, even in the last three races, Chicago Land, he got 14 points. He got 24 at Kentucky. And then he finished a brilliant third at the last round, one position behind Dario Franchitti, only lost five points in the championship standings to Dario. What it means is that the two are split by 12 going into the finale at Homestead Speedway in Miami there. Um, And there's a lot on the line. Uh, Difference between first and second in a race is 10 points. So, you know, if Will finishes second to Dario's first, he's still going to win the championship. But there's some bonus points on offer as well for pole, for 
fastest laps and uh, most lap sleds and things like that that the uh, Americans are so good at. So championships wide open. But um, you know, if Will can pull this off, it will be a massive thing for Aussie motorsport because if he wins this championship, he will have beaten. And I'll run through the top ten for you, Craig. He will have beaten Dario Franchitti, who's a, a car champion and an Indy car champion, Indy 500 winner. Elio Castroneves, his track record speaks for himself. Scott Dixon, likewise. Ryan Briscoe, one of the fastest guys in the series. Ryan Hunter-Ray, who's one of the best young American drivers and won so brilliantly at Long Beach this year. Uh, Tony Kanaan, Dan Weldon, Marco Andretti, uh, Justin Wilson. And that's just the top ten. You look outside of it, you've got Danica Patrick, Alex Tagliani. You go down through the field, there's fast guys who can win races like Vitor Miria, Mario Marais for KV Racing, Alex Lloyd, um, you know, Graham Rahal, who's had a bit of a fractured season but has been as fast as ever. So it's probably the longest IndyCar field we've seen in 20 years, I reckon, since the heyday of Kart back in the, the mid-1990s. Uh, so if he wins, it's going to be massive. If he doesn't, he'll have to front up next year for Roger Penske and try and do it again. And Dario Franchitti would have uh, taken out a very, very close championship and proved to Yane how good he is. Mm. It was interesting. Bob Jenkins was talking uh, throughout the week, and one of the quotes he said is, a lot of series in America, and he was, of course, making a very... Uh, a very unveiled reference to NASCAR, have to manufacture some interest in their championship. And over the last four years of IndyCar, every single championship's gone down to the last race with uh, with a standard you know, point system right across all the races in the championship. Admittedly, not as many, but it yeah. is remarkable just uh, how close this series is. And, uh, well, we're going to see, I guess, in 2012, a, a big revolution in that series. And, and look, there's new cars coming as well, Craig. In, in 2013, with the the new or 2012, you're correct. Um, with, with the new cars that they've um, they've introduced, and and there's been a lot of criticism about it, and there's been a lot of discussion about it. I reckon it's fantastic. I reckon it's the best compromise between containing costs and bringing back the innovation that the sport so desperately needs. Mm. Um, and the response they've seen from guys like Lotus and from some of the other fringe car makers have said, you know, this is a, an opportunity for us to get involved. We don't have to develop an entire car, but we can develop an aero kit for it. We can have our own identity. We can do our own engine. Um, I think it's fantastic, and it's just going to add a whole new layer to IndyCar racing while hopefully making it cheaper for everyone. Mm. And they've got a very, very smart man, uh, Kiwi-born, actually, Tony Cotman, who's overseeing that process. He's writing the rule book as we speak. Um, and it's very, very important that he gets it right. I think he will, and you know, there's a, a lot going on in IndyCar racing to like at the moment. Uh, the new uh, sheriff, we say that because he's a bit of a cowboy, Randy Bernard has done an awesome job leading the series. They've got a great new sponsor in Izod, the, the clothing manufacturer who's spending a lot of money on marketing, and that's the kind of sponsor that the sport in general, be it CART or IRL, haven't had since the mid-'90s in, in companies like PPG or FedEx. Um, and that's brilliant, you know, and, and the sport needs it. It's growing. They're going to new markets next year, great new schedule, some new races on the board. You know, I think the sport's going to grow, and uh, what it really needs to do is build up stars like Will Power, guys like Briscoe, uh, Weldon, Justin Wilson, Danica, of course, you know, and really market them as hard as they can because they need to make the personalities as big as they are in NASCAR like Kyle Busch or Jeff Gordon mm. or guys like that. And, and, of course, one thing that is a bit of a worry for Australian race fans is that there's a serious talk that uh, Ryan Briscoe may be losing his drive at Penske and uh, could be back here as soon as Bathurst. 
Yeah, I don't know if I buy into that. It's a lot of talk. Um, the issue Penske Racing have had is that they've lost their sponsor in Marlboro, uh, Philip Morris. Um, but, you know, you look at the cloud of Roger Penske and you'd have to be surprised if they can't find a major sponsor for that operation. I know they've run it uh, under Team Penske Banner this year with no major sponsors. Um, they've got Shell and Penzoil coming on board their NASCAR program, and there's some talk as well this week that Verizon, who have sponsored Will Power this year, are going to scale back their NASCAR involvement because they actually can't be on cars in the Sprint Cup because of the conflict with the different uh, mobile phone provider there, um, or should I say cell phone provider. Um, but they can get more bang for their buck, I guess, in IndyCar racing, where instead of spending $40 million a year on NASCAR, they can spend five and get you know, two cars in, in IndyCar racing. So um, there's some talk of that. I, I've read some really good interviews with Roger Penske about Ryan Briscoe and how much respect he's got for that guy. So um, I'm not too worried about Ryan yet. I reckon you'll still see Team Penske with three cars next year, and I'm pretty certain it'll be the same makeup this year. They're first, third, and fifth in the championship, so they can't actually go much better. I, I reckon they'll still stay three cars. Mm-hmm. Well, Richard, it's always a pleasure to talk to you about open wheel racing, and uh, we look forward to having you on the show very soon. Yeah, thanks, Craig. Always a pleasure. Cheers, mate. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.